The following program is intended for mature adult audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. You have been warned. Welcome back to Flavored Enemy Tales of Vittore. This a particular interesting session. We will begin as most things end. In combat. Now, having been woken up from a rather short nap, our egregiously tired heroes find themselves surrounded. Surrounded by very, very large, slightly gross-looking neon bugs. Wielding what seem to be Spears, except for they're blasting out bright orange light. And as we enter into this particular combat, well, everything seems to be normal in terms of combat goes in Vittore, except for one particular thing. Bucket is still asleep. And Warforged don't sleep. Now, as we begin. Currently, there are... Let's see here. Alright, there it is. Sorry, it closed out of there. Um... Okay, there it is. For some reason it closed out of the tab for the uh, for the combat. Alright, so as you pick it up, uh, Nido, you're up first. As you see that around you, there are what look to be these bug-like creatures. You can see there are two rather bulky-looking ones, obviously more of the martial capability. There are what look to be six rather lithe-looking ones, which rather look rather like they're uh, rangers or scouts or something like that. And two spellcasters. Uh, obviously spellcasters as they look to be made out of a hard amber-like substance, the same color as the uh, blasts coming out of the lances. So, you see that there are the two flanking left and right, the two bigger ones, the line of six that are pushing you closer to the wall that you are sleeping up against, and then the spellcasters behind that line. Wonderful, and wonderful, wonderful. You are approximately 25 feet away from the front line, and you have 35 feet from where you are currently to either of the two bulkier-looking ones. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? My headphones were cutting. I heard 25 Good. feet to first. 25 feet to the line, 35 feet away from either of the bulkier looking ones. Gotcha. Um... And Bucket's asleep. That sounds like a Bucket problem. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Let's see how... Uh, can I see the spellcasters in the back? Like, yes. do I have a line of sight to them? Okay. Yes, you can see them. All right, cool. Let's... Ooh. Let's prep a... 
second level ensnaring strike. Right. Uh, and then I will just knock. Uh, I will pull my bowstring back, and I'm not going to shoot yet. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to look at them and be like, Come no closer. We mean you no harm, but... It, yes. All right. We just want to pass through. Please. We do not wish to fight, but we will defend ourselves if you aggress towards us. And I will hold an action to if they either don't respond or move towards any one of them moves towards us without speaking. I'm going to shoot one of the spellcasters. Okay. Um, as you're saying that bow drawn, you see the one of the ones on the, on the big bulkier looking ones on the left makes a sort of clicking sound with a guttural screech behind it, which you cannot be sure if it is actually words or not. Mm-hmm. But they don't stop moving. Well, I will hold my action until they, until one of them moves forward or attacks. They, they are moving forward. They're moving forward. I'm yes. going to let it go right at one of the spellcasters. All right. Roll if it hits. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. That will hit. Cool. So that's going to be... Seven piercing. Two psychic. Four more piercing. Alright. Two cold, and they need to make a DC 14 strength saving throw, otherwise they are restrained. That's a natural one for a zero. Cool. So they are restrained as vines wrap around them. At the start of their turn, they're going to take 2d6 damage. And that'll be 2d6 piercing damage. All right. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to All right. Uh, Graydon peeks around the corner, sees your attack, and is going to make a uh, revolver attack against uh, against the one that you just hit, trying to follow up with the shot. But I also inform. Grayson, that uh, I'll, I'll be approaching one of the melee ones. Um, yes, yes, go go right ahead, just like great. you would. Yep, excellent. Uh, yeah, Grayson, do it. Do what you need to do or want to do. But uh, if there's someone you're looking to, uh, you know, take advantage of a distracted foe, uh, I'll be distracting some folk. Absolutely. I'll uh, see you there soon. All right. Um, so that hits damage okay uh so you see him line up his revolver lay a perfect shot on the target that you just hit and you see a blast of fire from his revolver as the to- as the target is just hit with this deep burning light like a deep dark orangish color And that's going to be 16 damage total. All right. Um, that'll bring us up to the bulkier looking ones. 
Alright, so the one staring you down right now, Ziggy, makes its move directly in towards you, and you see it swing its its, its long spear-like uh, weapon. As it brings it down. That's a 24 to hit on you, Ziggy. That'll do it. Alright. That'll be... 18 total slashing damage. Oof. And as he brings it down straight across, he rotates it in his hand, and out the back is fired the orange blast right to your center chest. That'll be a natural 20 for a 27. Ouch. Yeah, that'll that'll hit as well. Let's roll that percentage. 27, so that's max damage. Uh, so that's only going to be 10 uh, radiant damage from that. All right. I'll remember that. All right, and as you see him kind of stare you down, you see him sort of flex like he's waiting for you to try to try to step up to him. Mm. And the other one on the other side closes in on Jameson. So, uh first uh first one's absolutely going to be a miss with a natural one. Uh, you see that this uh, this uh, r rather insectoid-looking individual is probably just utterly terrified of Jameson, and will continue to make that again a natural twenty on the blast. All right. So the first attack missed, but the blast is going to hit with a forty-four. So that's going to be a check. That's going to be double damage. So that will be 14 radiant damage. As misses the melee attack, but catches you on the backside with a blast from the aft of the, uh, the spear. And that will bring us to Tavros. You see, Tavros is going to... I'll get that back line and cast Shatter. So they're going to... The spellcasters need to make... Actually, he'll be able to reach and... He'll be able to... No, just it'll be just a spell. Uh, sketchy imitation. Alright, get it. It's Shatter. Constitution saving throw. That's a failure. All right, let's get that damage from the shatter. Sixteen damage. All right. Um, you see him cast shatter as. There's this loud crashing noise in the back line. As you can see, some fractures start to form in the amber-like insectoid creatures in the back line, who you can only presume to be other spellcasters. And Tavros looks, Ah, yes, I got them! <laughs> Someone else, finish them off. And uh, Zala, you're up. Ah, Grant. Um... Zola, while Tavros is doing that, uh, watches Tavros. Man, 
Uh, you shatter, and you can see a light behind her eyes go off, and she smirks. Thank you, Tavros, she says in her mind. Her mind to him. I think I just copied Shatter from you. Um, which one did... I'm sorry, which one... Uh, he hit the backline caster, correct? Yes, that's correct. He, uh, okay. he hit the, the backline. Oh, oh, one of the spellcasters, right? Um, yeah, he hit uh, the back... They, it, it, both uh, of the spellcasters, oh, okay. which are Oh, great. Okay. Um, Alright, Zilla will then um, smirk, smirk and... Oh, wait, are, this, are they wearing anything metal? Or anything, or any they, like weapon? They, they are almost entirely crystalline. That's a no. Okay. In that case, Zella will just cast a magic missile. Um, yeah, it's three blasts. So, um, she'll focus two of them. Uh, does it, does any one of the spellcasters look any weaker than the other? Um, uh, yes, A looks weaker than B. All right. So Zella will use um, yeah, a magic missile. Um, two charges for A and one charge for B. All right. Um, Hold on, I think I have to roll them separately. Um, so let me just do that. I'll be 3d20s, each one, plus my spellcasting, which is a 7. So, okay. Alright, so for the first one, um, for the first one of the three. Alright. Um, first one. Ooh! Uh, the first one of the three, net 20s, actually. Well, you don't, you, you don't, you don't, uh, roll dam. you don't roll to hit with Magic Missile, remember? It automatically hits. Oh, right, okay, right. So that's damage, I'm sorry. It's my bad, sorry. Alright, um, that's my case. <laughs> Alright, for the first one, uh, that's a three. And for the second one, uh, that's only a two. Uh -huh. And for the third, so that's a total of four damage on the, yes. on A. Yes. And for the third one, ooh, uh, four. So they both take, each of them take four damage. Alright. Got it here. All right, and um, that. Anything else for your turn, Zola? Yeah. Um, well, uh, well, Urga does. Um, Urga is here and floating next to Zola, okay. so she does. So she does get a turn immediately. Immediately now. Um, yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, for Urga's turn, uh, she's going to. Um, since it is somewhat dark. Um, hold on one second. Urga's just going to uh, use. Help action. Yeah, so prep the help action for Zala. So the next time Zala does anything, help action. And then is going to and then is going to take the hide action. Alright. Um, and that, that'll be the end of my turn, yes. Alright. Uh Jameson, you're up then. Alright. <clears throat> you you have the one that just hit you is right in your face. There's also the line to your left of what looked to be the, the riff raff. And then behind them are the two spellcasters who have already been hit. But there is the big boy who's up in your face right now. Sure. Um, since we're in combat, I'm going to assume that Justice Verdaz is already lit. Yes. Yes, that's right. correct. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll just go to swinging. Uh, All right. I'll describe it if it hits. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think I want to do anything else. Um, are you assuming? Just... You, I assume you're swinging for the one that's in your face. Yes. All right. Um. Yeah, I think we're just gonna hit him in the mouth. <laughs> All right. That's Roll gonna hit. be a twenty-one. That'll hit. Would like to? Would you like to just roll off all your hits first? I, I promise you, he's gonna be able to take all the damage you can give. Fair enough. 
Uh, we'll swing a second time. Ooh, that's only going to be a 12 with a nat 1. That will miss. Um... Bonus action. Yeah, there's nothing I can do about that. Oh, well. Um, so we just got the one hit. All right. All right, that's going to be 38 damage. Okay. All right, uh, you take a pretty decent chunk out of him. Would you like to describe the hit? Sure. Uh, after uh, Jameson, like, wipes the blast off his face, he, uh, uh, he definitely steps forward and catches the, uh, the bug with, like, a really solid hit. Like, he really throws himself into this first hit, uh, hits the enemy, and pulls it out, uh, you know, with a with a, uh, a smite and the, the singe of the flame uh, cooking the bug flesh. Uh, he pulls it out and goes for the second swing, uh, expecting the enemy to be, uh, from his, his time fighting in the time gap, uh, he mostly fought humanoids instead of monsters. Uh, so he would be expecting the enemy to fall from the hit and be able to finish him off with the second one. Uh, following just his body's natural uh, uh, muscle memory, he misses the second hit. Alright. Uh, you can see that he, he, he's not looking too very very good from that previous hit. Uh, maybe not, but uh, two to three more of those he could take. All right, um, and that will bring us to Seth. Seth takes a look at you, Nido. Sees you mm. over there, and um, me, I didn't do anything. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm innocent. Let me double check here. All right. And... Sorry, I just uh, need to grab this real quick. Our lovely DM is over here quickly giving all the enemies antimatter rifles. <laughs> I think all that right. the DM is trying to stat out your monster of a general. Uh, so, uh, first thing is, is that uh, Seth looks at you, raises his hand in the air, and you see three glowing bullets appear in his hand as he moves right behind you. And he holds it. <laughs> is this that... Uh, you were telling me about this last night, weren't you? This is going to be huh? quite quite interesting. Yes. Keep charging up, Seth. I'll keep them off of you for a while. Huh? You, see him, you see him cast and hold it. 
and that uh, would be an assessor. Uh, what spell? What spell does use? Infinity bullet. I would like to. I would like to roll imitation for that. Okay. Uh, you will do so at disadvantage. Wait. Uh, okay. Oh, As uh, Seth is notoriously very nitpicky about people seeing the way that he casts. Blue wizard uh, uh, With disadvantage, that's still a 21, though. Uh, what level yeah. is that spell, please? That is a third level spell. That's more than I need to make the check. I make my check. Can you... Right. Um, what's the name of the spell, please? Infinity Bullet. Can you send me this? Can you send me the information? I, 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 will, I will send you that later. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, and you see him hold it. And that's that's the end of Seth's turn. And that brings us to Madison. All right. Let's see here. You see her produce from in her hair a boomerang and then just chuck it. Hey, creepy bug! Catch! And that's gonna miss as it just sked, skitters across the floor. I. 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 I thought when you throw boomerangs, they came back. It's supposed to if you're good at it. Yeah, if you if you throw it properly. Have you ever thrown a boomerang before, Madison? No. Madison, isn't, darling. It just, isn't it just like throwing everything else? That was a pretty trick, but maybe next time let's aim to hit, all right? Uh, all right. Moni is an expert with throwing weapons, Madison. I'm sure you could learn a lot from her. It'll be the end of Madison's turn. Uh, and then, Rena. Um, if anyone would like to, you all can make perception checks as Rena seems to disappear. That's a 15 for Briar. Uh, why does she always do this? It's a 17 for Nito. That's a very solid 11 for Gamani. That's a solid... Um, hey, Gamani's a solid 11. That's a solid 18 for Zala. And a yeah, solid 2 why? for Ziggy. Yet no one <laughs> no one knows where Rena went. She's just gone. Rena, I swear by the serpents. Ugh. And that'll bring us up to Inoki. Uh, can I ask something real quick? Sure. Do I know where Rena is? Uh, Did Rena, like, do I have, like, I don't need to know, like, exactly where Rena is. If she's doing, like, sneaky shit on the battlefield, I don't really care about that. Uh, do I know she's in this battle? Uh, yes. You know that she, you saw, you, you would have seen that she was gearing to fight and that she just disappeared. Gotcha. So you would be able to naturally assume that she is stealthing. Gotcha. All right. Um, that brings up to Inoki.
Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Uh, lost the brain cell. Forgot to hit unmute. <laughs> okay. Um, how far is the nearest bug? Uh, from you, they have about the front line is only fifteen feet away. just yet I was about to say are you gonna throw something else no yeah maybe later give it time okay um well how many make up the front line I know your volume is really low how's this is this any better there you go that looks that sounds pretty good there we Delightful. go uh, I'll try that again. Um, how many make up the front line? Uh, a total of six. Um, well, peachy. So then for me, um, you said 15 feet? Well, shit, help, damn, fuck, okay. Yes. Um... Close-range pyrotechnics is typically a bad idea, but that idea has never stopped me. Um, I'm going to hit the uh, first one with a fireball. All right. Go for it. Mm, 16. That'll hit. Lightful. For a grand total of 8 damage. All right. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, that's going to be it for me, but Nikita's going to follow up. All right, Nikita's up. Um, Nikita has a delightful multi-attack. A one bite and two claws. Um, can I see that up? Sorry, yeah, you can divvy it up to multiple different... Cool. So Nikita's going to bite at the one I hit with the firebolt, and then okay. swing his paws at the one right next to it. All right. So that's two separate targets. All right. Going for that bite. It's a total of 21. That will hit. Delightful. You know it's sad when Anoki rolls lower than Nikita. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, it's all but rude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's 2d6 plus two. Of nine damage. First one. Then for the next one, me. Gross. Okay, so that is a total of 10 for the first claw attack. 
and 16 for the next one. Uh, those both hit. Grateful. Um, I'm just gonna roll. No, never mind. I'm sorry, but th th this this particular sound in in this soundtrack is giving OSRS uh, Adventurers Guild vibes. Give <laughs> me just a moment. I apologize for the wait. Twelve and then thirteen, respectively, for those hits. Uh, damage, right. I mean. All right, got it. All right, that'll bring us to the front line's turn. Like All right, you. Nikita first. That'll be a twenty-two Don't to you hit. Dare. A twenty-two to hit on Nikita. That fucking hits. With six slashing damage. Me. Followed by the blast, which will be a 21 to hit. How dare they hit our bear? That hits. And seven radiant damage from that. Followed by a next one who's going to hit you, Anoki. That's fine. That'll be a tent hit. The fucking miss. And then the blast will be a 22 to hit. Well, that obviously hits. With six points of radiant damage, it rotates again and blasts you with the backside of it. Orange blast hitting you right in the chest. Our next one. Um, our next one takes a look at uh, Zala with the magic missiles and is going to make two blasts at it, at Zala. Uh, the first blast will be an 8 to hit. The second will be an, a 13 to hit. I believe both miss, correct? Yeah, both do miss. Okay, and the fourth will take its, uh, its blast attack, uh, two blast attacks at Gamani. That'll be a 15 to hit on Gamani. That's a miss. Followed by a 10 to hit on Gamani. Also a miss. Alright, and this next one will do its blast attacks on Briar. Alright, before we do our blast attacks, since we are sort of technically in the combat, would Briar have yeah. had uh, Blade Song and Mage Armor yes. up? Yes, All right. and same for, for your rage, Gamani. Beautiful. Then my AC is much higher. Alright, a 14 to hit with Blast. Not even close. Alright, and a 16 to hit with Blast. Nope. Alright, and then this one coming to Nido. A 9 on the Blast. That's followed, not going to cut it. Followed by a 24 on the Blast. That one was close. Yeah, that one hits. Alright, uh, that'll... Jesus. 
Christ. Uh, that'll be four radiant damage. Just absolutely trash rolling over here. Ah, um, ah, ah, I need help. Somebody, please help now, me. Now, Nido, do not, not taunt me. the poor things. <laughs> so, Zola will give you a smirk. Would you like my... I could put ink on a weapon for you, if we were closer. <sighs> no. All right. So, uh, Gamani, I need you to make a constitution saving throw as we're now into the spellcaster's abilities. Oh, no. That'll be a solid 10. That will fail as you feel your brain light a flame. Searing pain from the psychic damage as you take 25 was this psychic damage? Did I did I see a spell go off? It is this... it is it is a spell like effect psionics. It is not a spell itself. Right. That's good. Yep. That's what I was afraid of. Um. So that's gonna be twenty five psychic damage, Kamani. And ah. you, as you see, the spellcaster slowly start to regain its vitality from this attack. You bastard. And that'll bring us to the next one, who is going to do the exact same thing to you now, Briar. Constitution saving throw. Yeah. That's a natural 20 DM. That will succeed. As a matter of fact, I will say that you, with, with a natural 20 on this particular one, you actually are able to reverse the flow for just a minute and learn that these things are after something that they can smell still lingering on you and Gamani. Oh dear. Oh, darling, darling, I know what they want. And with that, Ziggy, you're up. All right, well, I uh, I still have my friend in front of me, right? Uh, yes, yes, you do. Still right in front of you. The one who stabbed me? Excellent. Yes. I'll, uh, I'll flip my war pick in my hand, and I will say, Dal Kalabeksa, it's time to sing. Uh, and I'm going to rage. Okay. And I'm going to recklessly attack. All right, go for it. I can't. Uh, forgot to roll with advantage, so I'll just fish. No, okay, 24 to hit. All right, that'll hit. Nice. Um, okay, that's uh, 13. All right. Uh, bludgeoning plus the two rage damage is 15 and then my right. my, my thunder damage from Dalcalapexa is uh, two additional. Okay. Great. And now second attack. I'll just do it again. Shoot. This time I will roll with advantage. Nice. Alright, uh, that's a 27 to hit. All right. Um, don't forget to let me know if it's a natural 20. Ah, yes. Uh, nope, just a 19 list. All so. right. Um, and that'll hit. Damage. Excellent. So as I come back with the rebound uh, across this thing's face, that's another uh, 10 bludgeoning. Um, I've already included the raid damage in that. Okay. As well as another one thunder damage. Okay, and uh, yeah, I'm raging now, so that's 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 my whole my whole deal. 
All right. Um, so you did, did a, a pretty penny of uh, blows there. Do you want to describe how it all looks? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I come up after you know giving uh, my war pick a little flip. I come with an uppercut uh, sort of hit under its chin, and as it's looking up, I bring it down right between its eyes. I also turn and I yell, uh, Grayson, this one. <laughs> you hear from a, you hear a chuckle from a distinctly uh, ominous place. Not able to pr exactly place exactly where it's coming from. Excellent. All eyes on me, buddy. All right, great. That's my turn. All right. Then that will bring us to Briya. You're up. All right. I would like to position myself probably close to the, the, the front line. I am going to be aiming to get um, in a 15-foot wide up to 40 foot long, but preferably kind of keeping in the 30 foot long range as many enemies as I can. All right. Um, well, you can take out the entirety of the front line, or you can take out two of the front line and the two spellcasters in the back. Even if I, so, if, even if I, so, okay, so that's, so the entirety of the front line, if I move horizontally in the two, exactly. two of, all right. Um, Ooh, man, is it important to take out most of the front line or go for these spellcasters? Um, I feel like I'm better used as a, um, as an AoE at this moment. So for the front line, would it require, uh, 40 feet or just 30 feet? You can actually, you can get through the entire front line with the 30 feet. Within 30 feet? Um... I'm going to be casting, so Bri will fly up, position himself adjacent to the front line, and right. at the end, and I'm going, and you see Briar sort of put his hand to his waist, where, where Crestfall is, and next thing you know, in a blink of an eye, like a samurai quick draw, Briar is on the opposite end of the front line and has struck every single one of them with Verdict of Vizenek. Um... So, um, if I pass, if I pass within five feet or through a creature's space while moving, while teleporting in this way, I make a melee attack against it with advantage. So I will be making a melee attack against each of those with advantage. Yes, that's correct. How many am I making attacks of? There are six total. All right. First one, 24. That'll hit. Followed by a dirty 20. That'll hit. 25. So that's That'll the hit. third one. 17. That'll hit. Dirty 20. That'll hit. And... 25. That will hit all successful hits. All right. Um, are these creatures, by any chance, um, demons? They are not demons. They are not demons. All right. So I will roll one... Um, do you want me to roll damage separately for each of them? Uh, if you wouldn't mind. Alright, first one is going to take, um, a, do I need to split between Radiant and reg other damage? Yes. Alright. Um, I, I wouldn't even worry about the Radiant damage. Right. Sorry, Crestfall, if you were on the moon, it would be a bit different. I, I don't like uh, that. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be a total of 15 damage, uh, Six of it force for the first one. All right. 
You don't have to differentiate between force. All right. Um, followed by uh, eleven for the second. All right. Twelve for the third. All right. Um, fourteen for the fourth. All right. Twelve for the fifth. All right. And twelve for the seventh. Sixth. Yes. For the sixth. Yes. All right. Uh, you see, you've brought all all of them extremely close to half of their health. Uh, and the and the first one you hit nearest to Noki is hurting worst of all. All right. Um, I was attacking a wire, a large swath of creatures there, but um, one of the spellcasters, the one that attacked uh, my Gamani. Yes. I will turn with them, and with a deep glare in my eyes, everyone sees almost a. A, a series of tentacles reach out of the ground and wrap around, so sort of lay on this creature as I target it with my Hexblade's curse. All right. As my bonus action. Oh, uh, speaking of tentacles around the spellcaster's DM, I forgot the spellcaster takes 2d6. All right. Uh, All right. Yeah, go ahead and roll that. Uh, they took eight damage. Okay, got it here. Uh, the right. front line is weakened. So, Gamani, with that, you hear your darling Briar lets you know that the front line is weakened after blurring through them all, leaving a singular long stroke of blood carved through them and appearing on the other side. And you see the spellcaster stumble backwards behind this line. And it's your turn. What do you do? Oh, well done, my love. That was one. That was wonderfully done. And, um, the, I'm just, I'm going to attack the nearest frontline bug. All right. Um, and we had established that I'm already raging. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, so I am going to, yeah, I'm going to attack with my morning star. my gosh. <laughs> does a nine hit? A nine does not hit, no. Oh, darn. Uh, <laughs> I was so sure. Um, and then for my bonus action... Are you, are you going straight forward, or are you going to go back to the one that Anoki started attacking? Um, just the closest one to me. Okay. Uh, let's huh. say straight forward. Okay. You also should have two attacks at level five, dear. I, I do not, unfortunately. Oh, are you multiclassed? I did, yes. Uh. Um, so, um, for my bonus action, however, because I am wearing my spiked armor and I am raging, um, I am going to use the spikes on my armor to attack um, this target again. All right. Oh my gosh, it's only a 10. That will not do it. These, uh, and then I'm for some, just reason gonna... are, some reason, these are infinitely harder to hit than the targets back at home. I'm, I'm going to scream in this thing's face and and say, "Will you stand still?" 
And right. that'll be the end of my turn. All right. And with that, we are up to Kamano. You see Kamano just take two steps right up beside you, Gamani, to the one right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And you see him unsheathe this what looks to be almost transparent sword. And for just a second, just a brief moment, you could swear that you could see the, the faces of children and a woman within the blade and countless others as he brings it down into extremely fast, almost incomprehensible blows. And both will hit. going to axe surge and attack again. Final hits and damage. Eleven. Alright. Eleven. And then he's with with the with the soul sword in his hand. He looks at you and just gives you a reassuring grin and yourself Briar and Ziggy your hit point maximums and current hit points are increased by 5 excellent override max HP by 5 well done as Mano just turns and flanks the creature in front of you Letting you get that uh, that sweet, sweet advantage on your next attack on this thing, Gamani. And that'll race up to Bucket, who I'm going to roll a constitution saving throw to see if he wakes up. Bucket? Yep, oh, look, he wakes up. Since ah, when? I, yeah, oh, 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 sorry. Since <laughs> when do Warford sleep? You know, um, I was rebooting. You still have a hold of your mop? You um, already have both of your boots on. What do you mean you had to reboot? All right. <laughs> Specialty spell time. And you see him tap the back of you, Briar, with the back of the, of the, of the mop handle as he casts Catapult on you back through the line. Back through the line? I'm used as a bludgeoning. <laughs> you are our projectile. So Briar just gets yoked through the lot, the front line. Just throw a motherfucker at another motherfucker. Zala looking on is very impressed by the use of catapult. Um, fun fact: Buck Bucket is one of the sole exceptions to the specialty of choose an object. 
as long as it still weighs one to five pounds, uh, Bucket can choose to target a creature that weighs. I one think to five it's pounds. funny. We Bucket and I would would play in that old one too. Um, um, so as it goes zooming fast through the line, uh, I would like you to make it. So it's going to be ten damage to bludgeoning from the first one. However, if you can make an attack, it hit and do enough damage for it to drop this creature, you can continue your your streak streak across the line. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be running through it. Yeah. Let me elaborate here. Okay. So going back to the line goes this way. So do the damage here. Okay. You have to roll to hit. If you hit, you have to do damage. If the damage drops the creature, then you will get an attack on the next one because of the catapult. And then the same thing applies all the way to the end, the other side of the line. All right. And this is just a regular basic attack of opportunity. A regular basic attack. Yep. That's a 16 to hit. That will hit. That is eight damage. All right. I think. Let me double check. It is eight damage. All right. As you zip through this one, carving through it, you into the next one. 17 to hit. That'll hit. That one's 10 damage. As you zip through and tear it apart. Uh, 24 to hit. That'll hit. Seven. Ah, no, that, that, that'll be just shy. Um, as you go to carve through the next one and it kind of turn a little bit to the right and you see that you kind of zip off the front of it and you find yourself on the opposite side of the same one that's standing in front of Gamani with Kimano there as well as you're flanking on the aft side in between this creature and the spellcasters. All right. Um, right on, Bucket. Uh, we'll have to yeah. name that one. Sure. And that'll bring us back up to Graydon. Um, let's see here. Where's Graydon? Okay. Cool. Um... It's going to get sneak attack. Um, you see Graydon just drop from the ceiling, hovering with the jetpack, and is going to make that attack right on the back of the one that you were attacking, Ziggy. And that's going to hit. All right. That's going to be 8 damage plus the additional sneak attack, 13, 21 damage from that. As you see him just line up that shot right in the back of the dome. Just pop him and you see him say, Hey, uh, <laughs> you're up, Ziggy. Well done. On to the next one. That'll that'll bring us up to Nito. Alrighty. Well, after surveying the carnage that my allies have done, Nito is just going to give a smirk. Uh, take a look at the bug creature that is still within his vines and go, well, this looks like an easy choice. And take a shot at that one. And in fact... We're going to expend one of the charges uh, for the 
since it will have disadvantage on the dexterity saving throw. So let's see if the attack hits. Does an 18 hit? That will hit, yes. Cool. So that's going to do... Twenty cold damage. All right. One psychic, and one more additional cold damage. Okay. Um, and then the arrow explodes. All right. So it needs to make a DC fifteen dexterity saving throw, as okay. does any creature within five feet of it. So that'll be. And it has disadvantage because <laughs> it's restrained. Yes. Okay. That one. That one fails. Uh, Briar, you're also going to have to make this. Okay. Briar was attacking the. Yeah, Briar. Briar got. Remember, Briar got catapulted by Bucket, and then appeared in between. Once you finished the attack, appeared in between. Uh, well, uh, so I believe the, in Briar. Both of the what? both of the uh, both of the casts fail. What okay. what save am I making? Uh, Dexterity, DC fifteen. Well, um, your faith in me is misplaced, Nido. Well, they're all going to take 10 damage. That's a 10. What type of damage? Ice. I will oh. use my reaction to cast Absorb Elements. Ooh. Hey, I mean, if it works, then you have an extra bit of damage to add there. And it was a combination attack, not a uh, friendly fire. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, is the one within the restraints still standing? Barely, but yes. Cool, I'm going to take my second attack on him. All right. I'm going to assume a 29 hits. Yes, that will in fact hit. Oh, fuck. Six more damage. All right. Um. Oh, uh, sorry about that, Briar. Here, let me take care of that. And you see Nito uh, pulls back the bowstring again and fires an arrow at Briar. And just as it's about to hit Briar, it shatters and forms a like small barrier around him as I cast Healing Word. All right. And you will heal four of that five damage that you took. Oh, uh, most appreciated, Mr. Ademi. Yes. Speaking of the Ademis, Rita, I know you're being a sneaky little shit right now. Could you finish off that one in the Restrange? I just, I just barely missed... I know you can finish it off. And then for my uh, final bit of my turn, I will take my shield out and take a defensive stance in front of Seth. All right. Uh, trying to give him as much cover as I can and say, Seth, um, the other spellcaster, uh, on your turn, when you... Uh, Charge up a bit. A bit. Uh, let that other spellcaster happen. We need to get those nasty buggers off the field. All right. And um, with that, we will be heading over to the big one in front of Ziggy. It brings its blade down upon you. That will be a 14 to hit, Ziggy. Um, I did attack recklessly. I don't know if that was with advantage, but if it was, a 14 misses. 
That was. Um, and then a... 15. That was a really poor roll. <laughs> 15 is what you need. Oh, hey, look at that. Alright, um, that's going to be 16 slashing damage. It brings the blade down upon you. Great. Uh, that's not adjusted for rage, right? No, it's not. Great. Alright. And then the one in front of Jameson is going to make the swings. Um, that will hit. And that'll be nine damage. And then again, that will miss. As Blade moves down and then down again, uh, but unable to make that second connection just shunting off the side of Jameson's shoulder. And that'll bring us to Tauros. Zala will telepathically tell Tavros, Tavros, go for the spellcasters. Get them out first. Ah, yes, uh, whatever you like. And you see him once again reach out to the back line and cast Shatter. It's the best thing he's got right there. Alright, unfortunately, Briar, you're also going to be caught in this. Um, that's alright. Constitution saving throw. Yes. Uh, 13. That will fail. Alright. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Okay, if he kills, if if the spellcaster that I cast my Hexblade curse on dies, I get a little bit of health back. Once again, a combination attack. I mean, it could have been a combo without me taking damage, but... But where's the fun in that? Uh, oh. As the one that, one that uh, you were attacking is dropped... Alright, so I will also take the 14 damage, but heal 3. Yes, correct. As loud crack, and you see the amber-like structure that made up this insectoid creature just shatters. Amber spilling everywhere. And... Ah, <laughs> you see, I got them! Good job, Tav- Good job, Tavros! Alright, so, uh... say telepathic. Zala, that brings it up to you. Oh, yay! Alright, um, Zala will uh, telepathically tell Tavros, good job. Um, how, how, how does the remaining spellcaster look? Um, pretty, pretty bad. About, about a little less than half, you'd assume. Alright, Zala will, uh, I can say, I've, I've been working on something. Her eyes go white. Memento Mori. Uh, it recasts the last spell, so magic missile again. Okay. Um, th- and all three charges focus on the one. So I'm just going to roll three d4s. Oh, wait, no, I'll roll them separately because they each get a plus one. So, okay. Okay. Uh, that's gonna be ten damage. Oh wait, no, I have the help action. Does that do anything? In this case? No, that won't do anything here. 
Okay. Well, yeah, that'll be a uh, ten damage then. Yeah. All right. Um, Still up. Okay. Um, I will then um, bonus action to put. Oh wait, is anyone standing? Is any of my allies standing within five feet of me? Um. Well, right now, um, Nito and Seth are near you. Good. Let's all we'll turn to Nito. Hey, Nito, you want you want some, you want some ink for your weapon? Ooh, I would actually. That sounds like a bit of fun. Happy holidays. Um, Zella will quickly put her hand on your weapon and suddenly four ink charges go onto your weapon. Um, mm. Next time you hit with that thing at all, um, just so you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to um, damage plus 48. Um, in the Alright. Um, <sighs> that'll be at the end of my turn. And then for Urga's turn... Um, let me see. Is anyone within? Are any of the um, enemies within five feet of us? No, not not where you're currently standing. Um, is it? Are any of them within fifteen feet of us? Yes, the closest ones are the front lines at fifteen feet. All right. Um, <laughs> Zolo whispered, "Erga, Erga, make them blind." Yes, mommy. Okay. Um, Erga will look at um the um. The one that's closest to us, the one that wait, um, the one that's within fifteen feet of us that looks healthier, and then bleh, and then say bleh, and suddenly from Erga's mouth, um, a whole bunch of ink blasts that one in the face. It has to make a uh, Constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, that's an eleven. That'll miss. That'll fail. All right, it is blinded until the end of Urga's next turn. All right. Um, and then Urga, because it's dark out, um, bonus action, hide. Um, and that'll be the end of that. All right. Um, for those of our listeners at home, uh, Jameson, uh, Jameson's player had to, had to step out for a bit. So um, taking over the character, Jameson makes two very strong smited attacks at the insectoid creature in front of them and doing so you see the you see the flesh of this insectoid creature start to burn and tear as the blade falls upon its victim and that'll bring us to Seth She well, Seth, Seth, let her rip. Um, and you see, Gonna roll the damage on this. So that is going to be Seth is sending all three at the uh, yep. at the spell at the spellcasters. Would this be the same one, spell? One... Yes, Sorry, it's, it's, the, it's 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 still Infinity Bullet. He's just releasing. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's eleven for the spell one one. 
and then an additional 10. So that one should be 19 so far. Retract us over here. Yes, okay, there it is. All right. Now that's 19 there, and we go. All right, and then the next bullet is 14 plus an additional six. So that's 20 more. And then it's third. Will be five for that and then i need at least a five here ten yeah so you see the you see the three bullets just pelt right into that spell caster and the amber just shatter away oh <laughs> well done and i will give uh seth a high five he gives you a high five back as much as you can with uh feather hands feathers uh and uh, we'll, we'll 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 workshop that seth we'll We'll find something. And that will bring us to Madison. So Madison moves forward, and you see that moves forward and is going to make the attacks with Kitten Uwu, which is her uh, magical hammer that is rocket-propelled. Uh, and that'll hit at the front line for seven damage. And the second attack will hit as well for 12 damage. As you see, uh, just the rocket propelled uh, connecting the swings. He says, <laughs> all right, <laughs> you asked for it. Well done, Madison. As she drops the uh, the one on the left-hand side of Gamani, in between Nanoki and uh, Gamani, where Nikita was previously. All right, and that will bring us up to Rina, who, from the cover of the shadows, and with the spell upon the bow charged will make the attack at the big one that is uh, in front of Jameson trying to drop that one. All right, be advantage because stealth. All right, battle hits and then piercing, 12 piercing and then Eleven lightning. Right. And then the sneak attack. Seven sneak attack. And then the charge.
Right. And you see that the creature that uh, the lightning strikes out of the bow hits the target and you see lightning coursing through it as it's rigid and unmoving, stunned. And that will bring us to Inoki. You're up. Delightful. How many are left on the front line? Uh, there are... One, two... There are three total remaining. One who is absolutely knocking on death's door. And still about, what, 10, 15 feet away? Uh, yes. Delightful. Well, then I'm going to pull out Svetsia, and I'm just going to fucking stab it. All right. Oh, God, that was a wasted roll. Okay, snap. Fucking 20 on something that's almost dead. <laughs> roll percentage. Sadly. What do we got? Six. So, as you draw Svetsia, you lunge forward with it. And for the first time, you feel real power surge through it. You tear through this star-soaked in front of you. You're not even sure why you know it's called a star-soaked. You just do. Brilliant amethyst light eschewing from your entire body. You zoom through it, exploding into a radiant corona behind you. And as you do, you now wield two Svetsias in your hand, and can immediately take the throw action with both of them. Oh, that's fucking wild. Fucking. Oh god, this never goes well. I'm gonna throw both of them at the next nearest one. Alright. Go poorly, uh, darling. No, we talked about this. Oki just literally does not process any of the words that are being said to them. That tracks. That tracks so good. Okay. Right. <laughs> the first one was in that one. All right. Um, you see it fly into the air, and you just hear Rena up in the up in the like shadows of the ceiling. Say, Ow, Nanoki! What the fuck? Uh, sorry. sorry. Remember how I told you at dinner how they like to throw shit, and they're not very good. Okay, the other one was a 19. Uh, that will hit. Oh, thank fuck. Okay. Damage. Okay. 
still up. All right, and that will bring us to their turn. Nikita's so, next. Yeah, yes, correct. Sorry. Uh, Nikita's just gonna run up to that one and it's gonna hit it with a fun little multi attack. Just all right. All, all fucking three. Bite in both claws. The bite first. <laughs> 17 to hit. That'll hit. Sick. Total of nine damage. All right. And then so that's ten to hit for the first claw. Okay. And a twelve to hit for the next one. Those both miss. Twelve. I guess only one of us can be successful at a time in combat. All right. Uh, well, they're going to make the attacks at Nikita now. That is a 16 to hit on Nikita. Oh, uh, don't forget one of the um, guys is blinded. Yes, I've got that one here. That hits. All right. And that will be nine slashing damage on Nikita. Rude. Missed. Followed by a blast at nine to hit, which will miss. Mm -hmm. All right, and then the one that's blinded is going to shoot in the general direction of you, which is going to be a roll at disadvantage with a a natural one, just wildly hits the ceiling. Did that one miss Reno? Or did she get hit from that as well? No, that one missed Reno. Zala, seeing this, is going to gently stroke Erga. Good job, girl. All right, and that'll bring us up to you, Ziggy. Excellent. I believe it was the one in front of Jameson that got brained, so I still have mine in front of me. Yes, that's correct. All right, I'll just, I'll just keep it up with my buddy. Uh, recklessly, of course. Uh, so this time I'm going to go for the kneecap. A good target. There it is. There's the nat 20. All right. Roll me percentage on that, please. All right. 1d100 on the way. That is a 18. 18 will be max maximum damage. So whatever would t normally you would roll, just take the top top number you would roll. Great. Okay, in that case, um, it's 13 plus the two rage damage, so uh, 15. All right. Uh, and then do I also take... Then I just say the four from the d4 of... Yes, uh, that's correct. Great, plus another four. All right. And then uh, that was attack one. Yep, so. he, still up. Excellent. If, if you Hopefully... would have to rate it on a scale of 1 to 142, you would probably put him at a 36. Excellent. And how about a uh, 
I mean, if I just whacked a kneecap, maybe a little, a little scrunched, a little off balance. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I'll gonna give you advantage. Oh, excellent. Well, don't worry, I'm reckless, anyways. But I just want to make sure he's bent over a little bit for <laughs> my big, my big jump to bonk him on the head. Oh, absolutely. Great. Um, so that would be a twenty-four. That will hit. Excellent. And this is my fourth hit. One more before my thunder damage goes up. So, uh, twelve bludgeoning. As well right. as two thunder, as Dal Kalabeksa starts to sing a little louder. Absolutely wonderful. All right, um, that will bring us to Briar. Briar, there are currently two minions st still standing, and one of uh, the of the the bigger the bigger folks. And that is all oh. that is remaining of the enemies. Well, currently, Briar's blade is humming with ice energy from the generous contribution of our Nido Ademi. So, Briar would like to approach the bigger enemy. All right. Um, Briar will take his bonus action to cast um, the Cantrip True Strike Plus to give him some advantage on this attack. All right. You already have advantage since you'll be flanking with Ziggy. And I will, uh, I probably don't have anything to use my bonus action on anyway, but we'll go ahead and give a good old booming blade. All right. On this individual. All right. That is a 22 to hit. That will hit. All right. That is going to be 11 magical slashing damage from my great friend Crestfall. Uh, I'm assuming they are immune to the radiant damage. They'll take four... Um ice damage as a result of my absorb elements and then finally they will receive two thunder damage and if this creature should dare to move from this spot being well, flanked by me and ziggy how oh. do you want to do this briar will float over um and as as ziggy has laid the gentleman low with a good slap from capacia on its said briar will just come around and um, sort of spin um, Crestfall in his hand so it's blade down and thrunge it into this creature's back as ice spreads over its carapace in chitinous form and shatters after the thunder from Booming Blade explodes throughout it. Excellent. Alright, that'll bring us to Gamani. Gamani I will use that bonus action um, right. True Strike to give Gamani advantage on her next attack. All right, uh, Gamani, there Thank is currently the one that is toe-to-toe -to -toe with Inoki and Nikita, and the one that is directly in front of you that uh, Kamano is flanking with you with. Uh, I, will, I will attack the one directly in front of me. All right. Uh, with my Morningstar, and I get advantage on that now, which is fun. That'll be a 23 to hit. That will hit. And that'll be uh, 8 damage. Alright. Still up. 
I am also going to attack him with my armor spike attack. All right. Do I also have advantage on this one, or is that just yes. for the one attack? You do, because Kimano is flanking with you as well. Oh, lovely. Oh, come on. That's just mean. It's a 15. That'll hit. Lovely. And that'll be five piercing damage. How do you want to you do are, this? You are adding your rage bonus, right? Yes. How do you want to do this? Uh, well, in, uh, in my current state, meaning raged, I am going to uh, hit from the bottom up with my morning star and hit him under the chin. And then um, as he starts, as he flies up, he falls back down and I'm going to just bash him over the top of the head with the spike armor. Just a spike right through the skull. Excellent. All right. And with that, that brings us up to Kamano. Kamano, you hear him, you hear him try to get your attention, Inoki. You hear him say, Inoki, dodge! As you see the soul sword thrown straight past into the one in front of you. I'm just gonna, like, fucking dodge backwards. Maybe a little too late. <laughs> and that's a natural 20. Well done, Kamado! As you see the soul sword just pierce right into the center of this thing, and you see, what normally you would see is a body hit the floor, you see the chitin just kind of fold in on itself, and something orange just absorb into the sword. As you can see a reflection of that individual now within the blade itself. As you see him walk over, pick it up, and you see him look at you. You need throwing lessons, Inoki. Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, let's talk about that later. As you are all out of combat. Um, we will take a short break here. Um, and we'll be back here in four minutes to continue on. Awesome. DM, Way I to have so spread many the love. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, the, so, can Zella take back any charges so they don't get wasted? That's a third nat one on a throw. Uh, the <laughs> DM is taking a break. Um, I know. I'll ask her when she gets back. Yeah. But good job. Good job spreading the love on the kills, everyone. Yeah. I, that was that fun. Was, yeah. We had some good team combos on that one. Yeah. I greatly enjoyed stabbing yeah. a guy a couple, in the head. It was great. It was great. Yeah, that's my bad, Brer. I did not hear that you ended up next to It was also under the impression that I had gone backwards, not full. Like, they said yeah. forwards, but then I was, like, near Gamani and Kamano, oh, yeah. which I thought was behind. Yeah, um, same here. So yep. that's where I was thinking, but we made it work. Yeah. I'll tell you what, um, Zella's in right? That Zella wakes up from a long rest, immediately copies two spells. <laughs> I tell you what, yeah. that's not a bad combo if you're up there, because that's... Yeah, if I am up there and I do need to take some some damage, being able to absorb the elements and oh, yeah. turn Because yeah. it's 2d6 ice, so let's say like you succeed on the save, because it's only a dc50, like I don't have high spell save dcs. Right. 
So if so I save, like, you save, you take one d six worth of damage. Oh. You absorb that. Okay, now you're taking half of that. I'm gonna and put then the I'm, I can turn it back into damage against them. I'm yeah. gonna put Nikita's stats in um, Novatory chat so we have it. If that's okay with everyone. I believe Leaf has them saved. Yeah, it's on the it's on the character sheet as an extra. Yeah. I know, but just just I figured I would put it in Vittoria, uh, just in yeah, our chat. Sure. I mean, just so we. I do need to work with Rena about getting me some poisons though, because I took Toxicant Blade. Yes, which lets me um, coat of my weapon oh. in poison as oh. like oh. with the same attack action. I don't have to use a bonus action for oh. it. Another Fire. didn't pull out the uh, Kusaragama yet. Oh. Well, no, I'm not going to use it. Oh. It's something at such short range. Oh. oh. Briar, if you want... If oh, but Briar. instead of when you attack at long range, you're just going to throw a dagger oh. again. I oh. will copy... I will. I don't have enough... Oh. Um, I don't have enough spell paper to copy Infinity Blade yet. Infinity Bullet yet. I'll have to wait until either I get more from my four-year time skip. Confirm, oh. Confirmed more from my four-year time skip until we get to Alteris. I mean, we have to wait until... Believe it or not, because... It's just having after a long rest. Zella can't write it down until the next long rest. Oh well, I only need two dot two hours to copy sending, and so Briar will probably just be riding on Gamani's shoulder, um, and cop because your spells are amazing, Taylor. Your spells yeah. are very well designed and very flavorful and fun. You have Shatter and Infinity Bullet in one fight. That was I have Vampire also, Blade. Also, to be on fair, my Taylor, that is like the only. It was either. Toxkint blade or fucking uh, mind warping blade, and I already have several spells. Like, I, I don't been, need I don't need mind warping blade. I no, uh, he made uh, Taylor made um, wind strike blade, vampiric blade, caustic blade. Yeah, I wanted vampiric blade. blade. Oh, I have vampiric blade. But I don't have access to Vampiric Blade. As Briar well. has Briar has Vampiric Blade and Wind Strike Blade, um, as well as I think that's actually all of the Taylor spells that I have on this character. Um, but yeah, I gotta use one of the Helm of the Hi the Hierophant spells. Yeah, as a druid, I do not get access. I so wish I still had my reaction when you used that spell. I would copy it. But yeah, that spell would be that spell is even more heavily guarded than the Blue Tower spells. Um, um, uh, Briar only has it because of the being, uh, uh, being in the library oh, for four I, years. I mean, I'll tell you this: Zelda's thing's gonna be she's gonna be trading spells for spells. So Briar will probably not be giving that spell up. It will probably be the actually, only oh, one. That's something we'll have to talk about. That's something we'll have to talk about off screen. Is what spells you'll blank cast so Zelda can copy, and then what spells you'll get? Because Briar oh. will not. Um, Alright, That spell is very well. Very well actually, hold on. I'm gonna go with oh, mine. Then, then I guess I shouldn't have copied the page. I, uh, sure. Oh, sorry. I, I, I would like to apologize. I'm really, really new at DMing. Um no worries. And I understand that I uh I didn't uh do as well as uh as Vivian or No, you did pretty good. I just uh that was that was a lot for immediately trying to figure out everything. It was fine. Like, I don't see anything wrong with the combat. Fuck are you talking I think you were pretty good. Yeah. You were phenomenal. Yes, that was very well done for the amount of people. Yeah, that was a perfectly fine combat. I had yeah, no I no issues with the deci decisions that were being made. 9.5 9 out of 10 for that combat. Yeah, considering the amount of people you had to coordinate, that was amazing. Um, But we're, we're out of, but we're out of combat. 
Um, I have things that I need to do. Absolutely. Um, yes. Lots of I, I appreciate all your support, truly. Um, so let's uh, get ready back in between. Oh. Is, everyone, is everyone ready? Yep. Oh. I have a quick yes. question, though. Yep. I also have a question that you can go first. Sure. The second Spezia, is that like a temporary thing? Or did it just like decide to fucking clone itself and now I have two? It just decided to clone itself and now you have two. Quick question Is the second Spezia the same color? It is. An amethyst color, actually. Oh, I don't like this at all. I loved this a lot, actually, because it's reasons that I will elaborate on outside of session. Yeah, I know. I know why you like it. Because you thought you forgot them back in the law in the realm of law. Anyway, never mind. We can get, we can move on. Is everyone ready? Uh, Briar is ready. Gamoni's ready. Also sorry if Briar's accent, uh, terrible accent was causing Nat some distress. All set. All right. Well, let's bring the stream back. All right. And five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Flavored Enemy, Tales of Vittore. Now, as you all stand amidst the defeated, insectoid-looking creatures, there is something disconcerting. Graydon brings it to your attention, Ziggy. A pack. A leather pack that which would otherwise seem inconspicuous. Graydon points it out to you. A burned sigil into the leather that of the hands of the king of steam um see i don't i don't know why they had this but usually the king of steam doesn't hand out stuff like this to just anybody i I'm fairly certain this means that either they stole it off of somebody which is highly unlikely or they're working together I haven't what? opened it or anything yet, but... Here. A, little, a little welcoming party, you think? Which means they're aware of this passage? Maybe. I mean, I wasn't... I, they, they didn't inform me or anyone else that I worked with about this passage, but that was, you know, years ago. What were these creatures? Anything I've seen before. Gamani, dear, do you remember our trip to Kezendur? Yes, darling, of course. It was ever so traumatizing. Indeed. When they try to give some sort of psionic feedback into my mind, I was able to push back by my sheer force of will to sense something. I, they were after us, my dear, because of what we found and what we lost. Do you care to share what you found and lost? It, it was 
the power of solace in the palm of your hand. A the actual condensed star in a gemstone of swirling color. It was beautiful and potent and and dangerous. Yes. Oh, I don't think we're coming through an audio on Twitch. Oh, it didn't. There we go. Should be good now. And yes, a, a star in that could fit in your hand. That that's. It's the kind of thing that could power a spelljammer ship for an eternity, or the or kind of thing a weapon that could, that could destroy the world. A weapon that could destroy the world. Or many and do worlds. you think? Do you think they and just know you had it? Does, did the king of steam? It seemed like they smelt it on us when we had. We were getting it appraised. Well, Gamoni, it's your story to tell, after all. Yes, of course. I. We were getting it appraised. We, we won it at an auction. And we we needed to. We wanted to understand a little bit more about it. The the identify spell was not helping. So, my my dear Briar and I we we went to Kesendor and we found a little trinkets shop. And the man inside was very knowledgeable and told us all about the star and, and its power and what it could do. And then things went a little bit sideways. As you are recounting the story, Gamani, and you make a wisdom saving throw, please. Uh. So wait, this gem was just available to buy? Uh, uh, no, no, you see a, a little bit, a little bit in the shadows, just out, just, just out of eyesight of everybody else. A pair of yellow eyes near the ground, and a horned lizard just waiting there. Watching. Are these the same, like, the same ones from Kazandor? It's, it's the same lizards from Kazandor. Yes, of course. I... Well, when I, th- when I say that things went sideways, here's what happened. We had left the shop. And, we were leaving. And suddenly time stood still. And I was attacked. I was attacked by, um, I was attacked by a man with a face of a fox, I believe. And he stole my bag with the gem in it. And then we were transported to the blue tower and well, I was left behind. I won't bore you with the specifics, but... Briar, dear, you must understand that... That this stone is very dangerous, and, and I... 
Well, I do care about you deeply. I love you. You know. I... And Gamani is going to go rummage in her rucksack. And she pulls out a dark leather satchel. And from within that, she pulls out a little velvet bundle. And she pulls she pulls the the velvet aside to reveal the star. Gamani, you told me that that was taken by the that blue tower fellow. Well, it it had been. He had it. Here, there's a lot of people after this stone, Briar. I couldn't have you in danger. But now I see that perhaps it's best if we all keep an eye on it. With whom we're going to see in Alteris, I would rather it not be here at all. Just in case he and the other Drian get their hands on it. Well, of course, but we could very easily just keep it... Just keep it out of sight. I don't know if we have a choice. If you think those things came for it. Yeah, clearly keeping it yeah, clearly keeping it out of sight didn't help. Well it's prying eyes in old terrace, an unlimited power source, it's a target on our backs. We can't let anyone know we have it. I I had hoped that merely keeping it secret would be enough. But given they have given they have the power to to scout it out, I know now that it it's it was safer that I not leave it behind. Imagine had I left it behind and they had they had found it where we're not able to protect it. You make a good point, dear. I hmm. Have you all run me perception checks, please? That's gonna be a four. Sixteen. That's going to be that's going to be a nineteen, actually. That's a ten. Five. Seventeen. All right, Enoki and Zala, you both perceive coming from the direction you are meant to be traveling. Zala, keep on. Sorry, I had no suppression on. It's just not working. I'm sorry. No worries. Um, you all see from coming from the direction you're attempting to be traveling. Just you, Enoki and Zala, see what looks to be a floating ball of fire, about two inches off the ground, illuminating just a little bit as it gets closer and closer. What do you two do?
Zelda's going to Zelda's going to immediately telepathically tell this to um her ally. Um Yeah. Alright. Uh is going to immediately tell this to Tavros. Alright. And and look at everyone to see if anyone else can see it. Um, Raya's too busy paying attention and drawing sketches of the star soaked bodies. Alright. Inoki. So uh I'm definitely not the only one seeing this. It's right I'm saying to Zala. You see that too? As No, I I think it might just be the two of us though. What should we should we investigate that? Or should we keep our distance? Are you all saying this loud enough for the rest of the group to hear? The fire starts to get a little bit bigger. And Briar, you can see from the water skin on Gamani's hip, steam evaporating out of the top of it. Does this seem familiar to an encounter I may have had in the Vodafone Expanse? You mean like all the water around you just evaporating? Yeah. I mm, float Am up. I starting to sizzle? Yeah, you feel the moisture on your body starting to dry up. Feel is, like you might need some chapstick be. for the uh, entire body. That self-important stuck-up drachia. Would Zola also be feeling uh, evaporation? What? Somebody? Uh, I'm being unmoistened? Hey! What was her name again? <laughs> Gosh dang it. Um... Uh, um... Put, put the Kusarigama away! You're hurting my friend! What do I do? Uh, amidst all of the... Amidst all of the, the chaos, Kamani's going to wrap up the gem, tuck it back right. in the pouch. Yeah, uh, Nido, you currently feel like you might need some chapstick for your entire body. <laughs> um... If you're not the person who I previously seen with this particular ability, and Briar will will hold Crestfall out, and is it's not glowing, is it? Because we're underground. No, it's not glowing. Neither such oh. taking off in the opposite direction. I think they are friend. I just think they have they're a friend with abilities that are a bit uncomfortable for our allies. As you see the silhouette of Magyar Eclea Toro. She flicks the Xarigama over her back, takes a look at you, smiles at the corner mouth. Well, 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 if it isn't Briar Blackspark, Chief Research Librarian of the Cabrium Athenium. That's what it is, right? It's what it was. <laughs> Cabrium is, um, well, Zazura in its entirety is under new ownership. Oh, so I've heard. You see her tuck the Kasarigama up and the fire dims out and you can see just her. You can see the crown of flames atop her head, too. So, what's, uh, what's going on? It's happy to see you all uh, a little more banged up. The, um, 
Darling, remember how I told you that story of that crazy dream I had? Nito has his bow, like, not. Yes, you, you see this woman, she stands about seven foot three with draconic-like uh, markings on her temples, leading all the way down her jawline. You can see bright, fiery red hair and horns that are curving backwards out of it, and then a set of draconic wings on her back, and the kasari gama flicked over her shoulder. She is very, wearing very little in the vein of armor, and it is all extremely revealing. So, Magia, have you... No, oh, please, enough with the titles. Let me call you Moonwalker. <clears throat> uh, if it's... Hey, to be mm, fair, we all walked on the moon. Um, Nido, remember the thing that I told you about with the, the sword that glowed on the moon? Anyway, this... Did you do what you were supposed to do? No. Did you find the person you were supposed to look for? I have. And I, uh... I'm ready to take you there. It's time for a reunion. Kamani is going to just kind of step forward and and a little bit in front of Briar. Uh, excuse me, you will not be taking him anywhere. Kamani, you remember that dream that I had that I told you about uh, the oh. week before? Were you telling her about your dream about me? This is the woman I had a date with the night we met. Honestly, oh, you really should you you really should work on how you're gonna phrase these things. She was in the same dream with the fern lizard that had the saddle. Well, I suppose I can't be angry about you dreaming of other women before we were even together. I was it wasn't like that. I'm not even sure it was a dream. After all, she recognized me. I mean, after all, there is a there is a giant serpent that eats our nightmares and makes them real, so what are dreams if not reality? Oh, so you're telling me that you believe yourself to be a child of Dendar. Well, maybe we should be drawing swords then. Only one of us has swords, dearie. I have a Kusarigama. I have a QTA. She thinks she's so clever, dear. Infuriating. Well, if we're going to be going somewhere, I have notes to take. Zola, can I borrow your spellbook real quick? Um, I would request to know why, if I may. Uh, the sending spell that we witnessed uh, our friend Madison use, I might make use of it. Oh, oh yes, I would be happy to share. Um, but I would request the opportunity for you to blank, for you to cast a spell in front of me so that I may copy. Um, if we can. We can discuss the matter. Absolutely. I can um, tell you this, though. I am currently thinking of the spell you used in that last fight. I wasn't able to copy it. But we can talk about that later. But I can tell you that... Discuss this walking towards Altaris. Absolutely. Briar will f sit on Gamani's shoulder um, and pull out his spellbook and begin cop spending two hours attempting to copy this sending spell. Welcome to the war effort. As she flicks a coin back behind her right in front of you Briar um I guess I'll pick it up and look at it and you see it has an image of seven 
thrones around a circular table. Ah, uh, yes. Those things. Spent too much of the past four years looking into that I, in the books in the library. Probably will put it in his pocket. Funnily enough, you're not entirely sure if it's just your imagination, your sleep delirium, or just the sheer amount of circles that have encapsulated your mind, but you're fairly certain that the table itself had several concentric circles overlapping unconcentrically in the center of it. Unconcentrically. <laughs> I have got to read a different book. Um, I'm going to be focusing on this for a bit. I have... Um, I must make a private communication with our friend Antigone in a, in a bit, so... Uh, carry on. Yes, of course, dear. And Gamani's going to glare um, at our new Drakia friend and and walk far away from her. Does anybody speak Draconic? I do. You do, oh, Inoki? I do. <laughs> so you not recognize that uh, the, the thing that Briar referred to Eclea as Magyar? is the draconic word for king or queen. Uh, love that. I'm gonna keep that tidbit of information to myself, though, because I don't particularly care for loyalty. And so as you are walking along down this down this uh, tunnel, what are you all doing? Are we getting a short rest during this? Uh, no, you're not. So, what are you all doing during during this walk? I'm finding Rena. You see, Rena is near the near the back of the uh, traveling group. Uh, Rena. Yes. Keep an, keep an eye on the new one. Uh, that dragon-like one. If she, if they pull that weapon out again. Make my skin do that thing. I'm not going to hesitate to attack, and I hope you would have my back in that. You know I've got your back, big brother, but I do have to say, are you entirely certain that it's an active thing that she was using, or is it passive? I don't know, and I don't care, really. No, no. I'll never pass like... up the opportunity for a good fight, so... I don't like when I'm not moist. You know, I also feel the same way. It's what steered me off of men. <sighs> Honestly. Rena, you delightful creature. Oh my word, that was amazing, girl. Honestly, same. <sighs> I don't know. God, I am so nervous about mom and dad meeting Anoki. No? Like... It's one thing for them to meet, you know, to let them know, hey, I'm dating a cauldron born. Like, I know they don't mind them, but I know the stigma. But how am I going to explain that I also, besides dating, you know, besides having a ring, you know, I don't tell them, but I have a ring for a Noki mm -hmm. stashed away. But besides that, I also 
may have a pregnant girlfriend up in Skaldaren. You Okay. <clears throat> Congratulations. Um, two, you realize this is an actually fairly normal thing in the culture that we come from. Uh, yes. Three, I think that the... But if mom finds... Question, out the bigger question is that mom's going to be absolutely furious that this has happened before. Yeah, I'm aware. That's where you should truly be terrified. Listen, I'm I am more terrified of mother than I am of my seven foot two girlfriend. Like, mom is absolutely <laughs> going to shank me. I think I think it's more along the lines of uh, your seven foot two baby mama at this point, right? Uh, I don't, I don't know what the classification is. I haven't done this before. I have never even had a significant <laughs> other before, and now I have two, and one of them is about to be the mother of my child. Does Inoki know? Yes, of course Inoki knows. We had a conversation before. I, okay, I I don't I didn't, know. I don't understand your dynamics and your communications. I didn't yeah. do anything behind that back. I'm not that sort of person. Alright, alright. I, I see what you're saying. You can't really do anything about it now, but might I suggest if you break the news in a cutesy, you know, wholesome way, it might not go over so badly. And I don't mean that in a way that mother's not going to be upset about you having children outside of marriage. It's never been a big important thing to her. I mean, along the lines of, you know... Um, well, you know, you know it's just mom and dad. They never did the, the thing. They never saw I other know. people during. I know. It was always just them. I know, but then there's uh, aunts and uncles. Yes. I'm, yes. So it's not a, not a dis-normal thing. I just... I also want you to promise me something. Mm -hmm. If something happens, the ring is in the back of your book. Make sure you know he still gets it. It will give protection even when I'm not there. All right. Then you have to do something for me. <sighs> fine, but only if you can truthfully tell me that you got Vinny's daughter out of cult when you left as well. Of course I did. Good. Alright. If something happens to me... I'm going to murder whoever hurt you, first of all. If something happens to me, she looks in a very serious tone. Make sure that Bernice is comfortable. How does she like cold weather? No, she's always wanted to visit Skaldaren. Well, we've got a lovely animal sanctuary up there. I'm sure the, the creatures would love her. After all, she apparently already has a way with fish. 
Nothing. Also, you're going to have to teach Inoki how to throw stuff. They're not. That's the third time I've seen them try to throw something and almost hit somebody else. Well, don't didn't you tell me that they have a kusari gama? Yes, but I don't. They don't like using it for some reason. They're really attached to that fancy dagger, and now they have two. They're going to be even doubly attached. Nito. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Looks back and forth between you and the giant woman carrying the other Kusari Gama and then back at you. Come on. Yes. Keep an eye on her. Yes. There is someone there specially trained in the weapon that your significant other has no training in. And that makes me unmoistened. Well, you have a no key to balance out the moistening. Now, they do have that effect on me. Hopefully, nothing will happen to either of us. And we will be able to be consistently moist for the rest of our lives. Should invest some good lip balm on. Do you think they make it? Do you think they make like a stick large enough to like cover a full body? Mm. Well, um, you know, I am familiar with. There was a uh, individual from Altaris who developed a sort of. Uh, sort of cream that can be rubbed into the skin that would make one able to uh, glide through the water without getting wet. I imagine that they could probably make something similar in order to retain your moistness. Like a, like a, like a, like, oh, like when you put oil in the pan to keep, like, the stuff from, like, to keep the yeah. Yes. That. <sighs> I'm not too keen on going to all terrors, but... Well, I don't suppose we have many, many other options. Yeah, we're going there anyways. And I know I told him to look after you, but... You keep an eye on Jameson as well. He's had a rough couple of years and we wouldn't be here without him it's it's true what the bards sing about how he fought off darns or essentially by himself he's a fucking madman and there's nobody else i'd rather have leading our charge ziggy I need you to make me a perception check at advantage. Oh. Just maybe. I think I need advantage to get above a 10. Alright! That's a nat 20 to uh, 20. Alright. You hear something. Something which feels loud 
loud enough that everyone should be able to hear it. Except nobody does. Except you. At least no nobody seems to react. Are we walking uh, like towards where we're walking or where we came from? You're walking like towards the destination. Of that sound. No, it's that the sound comes from your war pick. Valkaraxka. I you hear, you hear it. Down. it sounds faint, soft, like a whisper, quiet, and yet loud. Are you singing? I give it a little flip in my hand. Does the sound modulate or anything? You hear, you hear the sound change just a little bit. And then in the sound, you can hear a word. Um, Andusias. I'll whisper that word to myself. Does it is it a language I might know? Uh, go ahead and make me a religion check. Mm -hmm. Famously. Religion? Here we go. Okay. Fifteen. Amducius, you recognize as the name of a demon duke. You don't remember exactly what they were in reference to. You do remember the name. It stuck out. And you hear again. Amducius. We can get stronger. Uh, you and Amducius or you and me? Or all three of us. There's no response. Bizarre. I, uh... I'll save questioning folks about demons for later. Um... But I will run up, um... by, uh, Kamani and Briar. Okay. Um, I'll say, first of all, uh... Gamani, a, a total delight to watch your work. Um, those were those are some sorry, very solid hits. Oh boy, thank you, darling. It's really all in the it's all in the swoosh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do, I do. I, I I'm a big fan of the swoosh. Um, but who's this new one? We're all following now, Briar. You seem to have some prior knowledge of this person. We have they are any hesitancy about this? They're a good person, for what it's worth. A powerful fighter, strong in combat. An ally for certain. Just, they think they're better than everybody else because they know how to swing that little chain kusuarigama around or something. 
We've only met once, uh, it, but it was on the battlefield, so we definitely earned, I guess, at least a little bit of rapport. Um, saved my life, so to speak. I saved hers kind of thing. Um, they came from a faraway place, and their aunt used to wield my blade before I did. I helped her get revenge for her passing, and I became the new Moonwalker. Her passing? But she's right here. I'm confused. No, her, her aunt's passing. Her oh, aunt I... used to wield my sword, but fell to I... a creature known as a Gleeglux, real gross thing. Um, and she was hunting this creature because it was her aunt uh, who wielded Crestfall before I, and um, we slayed it together. I see. I see. All in a dream, if I heard correct? I woke up as if I was having a dream, but I had the blade nonetheless. Um, it was strange. There was there was a tooth of Dindar, a gnome fellow, really good beef stew, a fern lizard with a saddle that I rode upon very, very quickly, um, and then the Gleeglux. Interesting. For what it's worth, I think we can trust them. I believe, in fact, that their goals are currently aligned with ours. The um, last I knew, they were seeking an seeking an individual who would be a certain ally in the war against Marcus Demon, someone who has no love for the King of Bosrai, and someone who is very important to freeing that nation. I see. I mean, strange. Strange they show up right after our little run-in with those who are apparently buddies of the King of Steam. It seems these tunnels are more well-populated than we assumed with uh, things other than the occasional monster. Yes, I... When I finish copying this spell, I intend to make note of those creatures and their abilities. Mm. Um... Something about them and their connection to that star is unsettling, and I fear there may be distant threats and a forewarning of what might be to come. Then settling enough that you can hold a star. Things <laughs> that wanted is uh, even more nerve-wracking. All right, well, yeah. I feel caught up. A lot of fun. Both of you are awesome to watch. Uh... You are impressive as well. Here. Yes. Oh. Thank you, thank you. I, uh... Made I would my war say, pick like putting on a show, I suppose. I hope for the day when Arcadia is led by more individuals like you than the stuffy courts. <laughs> uh, uh, far be the day from, from now. Jeez. All right. Well. Yes, leadership is not for everyone. <laughs> but I guess those who want it le the le least are the ones who deserve it the most. They say. Well, we'll see if I can prove him wrong. Um, I think I'm going to go bug that uh, tall new friend of the Kurizama now. Kusarigama. So, uh, please, uh, pardon my interruption of your, of your note-taking. Not at all. You're a pleasant conversation partner. Cheers. Uh, yeah, could I catch up to... Uh... Yeah. Excellent. Could I please skip their name again? Uh, her name is Aclea. 
Clea. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna pop up on a Clea's shoulder. Could. Oh, hello there, little friend. Hi, hello. Dang. You're uh, quite tall. Dangerous place to be. It gets quite hot up there. You can, can see you're 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 near the crown of of fire that's on her head, and you can actually feel it like it is literal fire. It's <laughs> on her head. Toasty. Yeah, it makes traversing the snow quite easy. I suppose that'll be useful. Um, so, how did you find? I was going to say, how did you find yourself down here? But how did you find us down here? Well, I'm taking you back to our encampment beneath Old Terrace. We've been tracking some spies and assassins of the King of Steam, who is trying to disrupt our operations down here. You see, we're trying to stage a rebellion against the King of Steam, take back the city, and... Uh, Use that as a staging point to finish the war with Boss Rai. So, well, it seems we're aligned. If I might ask, sure. I mean, quite a display of power you showed. Quite the crown on your head. Is it a... a gift from anyone? Any palinirum or otherwise? Oh. Uh, funny I ask, you say. Um... The crown of flame was won and is won by every Magyar of the kingdom of Lovak. You have to defeat the champion of Dracoseth, the Maw of Flames, in combat. And, well, I decided to be a bit, a bit of a uh, showboat. And seeing as how the champion of the more flames is a flame wielder themselves, I decided to lean into the fire even further. Probably not the best idea in terms of uh, effectiveness, but it really drove the point home. Beating someone so, at their own game. Yes, actually. The champion of flames uh, sounds like a fun row. <laughs> Yes, well, it comes with its fair share of, uh, responsibilities. You see, I am Magyar of Lovak now. Mm. And one responsibility is overthrowing the King of Steam? Well, that's more of a pastime. <laughs> no, uh, I'm striving to make a place where kings and queens and those in power are not needed. A place where people can provide for themselves and each other in peaceful harmony. A hopeful and wistful dream, I know, but mine nonetheless. Well, that sounds like my kind of place. I wish you luck, and I, uh, I look forward to future conversation. And I'm just gonna lean back and fall off her shoulder. Do a little. I'll, I'll, I'll hover out. Fall back. As you all start moving, you start seeing all the signs of a military encampment open up in front of you. Soldiers, knights, 
archers, all manner of folk crammed into this open cavern inside the tunnels as you start working your way through following Magyar Eclea. How long have we been traveling? Uh, it's been about six hours total. Then Briar, having finished his copy of the Sending Spell, will cast Sending before entering the camp. Right. Targeting Antigone Floracus. Alright, if you wouldn't mind uh, giving us a read. I will. I'm also going to DM Emma. Right. Or Tig, I said say. So we will come back to that. What you what you what you what you're reading, um, and as you all enter in and start approaching, you follow Magyar Eclea to a large tent. As you head inside, you see several notable people. One, you see a ginger-looking young man in rusted armor and a rusted sword upon his back. You see a young woman, a large floppy wizard's hat upon her head that seems to shine with the stars and constellations, blue, black, and white. And finally, you see Drian, mask covering a third of his face. As Drian looks at you, so all of you enter. Drian, what do you say? Welcome to the underground, Novatori. We've been waiting for you. Briar will, um, just sort of look at Drian. Zala will immediately uh, smile and uh, wave gently, asking if Drian is well. Nito just sprints at Drian. Tries to give him a hug when he gets there, forgetting Um, after four years that this is a bad idea. This is this is a very bad idea. Um, constitution save. I see you already know each other. This is gonna make oh, not not the oh. Eighteen. Hey, you don't get zapped. Look at you. I've been practicing my hugs. Um. Been practicing your hugs. Well, um. I suppose everyone's already acquainted, so have a seat and uh, let's get to talking. Uh, you must be Arthur, then. That's that's me. I'm just staring daggers at Adrian the whole time. You see the woman kind of eye all of you. Marion, if everyone can please have a seat. I have an interesting short story to tell. One that will decidedly 
assist you all in your choices moving forward. Vittore stands at a knife's point, and you all are the gust of wind. It is up for you to decide for what blood and brass will be spilt. And that's where we're in tonight's session.
Thank you. 